This is Dan Hagen. You are listening to Music City Revival, where we talk all things music with incredible indie music talent, the new music industry, what's new in Nashville, conga water, plant-based health, fitness, great food, liberty, and so much more. You can join us on our website, musiccityrevival.live. Welcome to Music City Revival. Uh, I'm Dan Hagen. Today we are with Brandy McLaren. And a little bit about Brandy. She's got a plant-based certification from Cornell University. She's a certified personal trainer with ISSA. She's got a, uh, she's a group fitness instructor. She's certified in TRX instruction. Uh, she's also certified in fitness, kickboxing, and certified stretch practitioner. Uh, she also does music. She's a singer-songwriter, and she has a duo called Caligo with her partner, Pete Salas. Yes. So welcome, Brandy. <clears throat> Thank you. How are you today? I'm good. It was warm today, so that was nice. Yes, yeah. a little bit warmer music Got some, today. Yeah, warm weather. We need it. Yes, absolutely. So just to kind of dig in, we're going to be talking about plant-based slash vegan uh, today. And so just a, a first question, what is the difference between plant-based and vegan? Yeah. Um, so being vegan, as most people know, is just having no dairy, no uh, meat, and no animal products basically of any kind. Um, and being plant-based is all of those things except you're eating food from its whole form. So you can be vegan and eat, you know, fries and Oreos. Yes, Oreos are vegan, um, but that's not healthy and it's not eating uh, food in its whole form. So plant-based is vegan, but just not eating processed foods, trying to eat um, as naturally and as clean as possible. Great. And so would you say, because th there's sometimes a difference in, in, you know, people that claim to be vegan, their focus is on the animal rights issue and maybe plant-based is more the health issue. Can you be yeah. both? Can you be vegan and plant-based? Yeah. I mean, yes, you, in order to be plant-based, you have to be vegan, right? Mm -hmm. um, those go together, but I, you can switch back and forth when I am, you know, not being strict, I'm, I'm vegan. Um, so I'm plant-based and also vegan. And when I'm, when I'm trying to be really, really good and I'm trying to summer's coming, um, and I'm just being diligent, maybe the first of the year I get back on my routine where I'm just eating very clean and I'm doing crock pot things where I'm making all my food. Um, but like, I like to also splurge and eat lots of Beyond Meat burgers and French fries and Oreos and vegan ice cream. So you can be a total like junk food vegan and it's not exactly healthy. Um, and then you can also be really diligent and eat really, really clean. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. What are you, Dan? So are I, you I, I'm both. Um, I mean, the... You know, first it was plant-based. I mean, that was kind of what what drove me, um, the health aspect. But I but I like that I'm not involved with violence towards mm -hmm. animals. Yeah. Um, and so I, I find that there are certain people, certain certain vegans will kind of claim that it's just the animal rights and you can't be both. And I'm somewhere in the middle. And so I agree with you. I, I think you can be both. And some certain people have different focuses. What do you mean? 
Well, some people say there are some vegans that I've noticed that don't even think that being plant-based is even good for your health that are, you know, think that you have to go get all your flu shots and all that kind of thing. And, and so, and it's, it's very weird to me, but I've, you know, there's some uh, vegan groups I've seen on Facebook and whenever, you know, somebody talks about an alkaline diet or something, they'll come, you know, throw the hammer down and and so that's that's kind of interesting to me. And, and what are their thoughts on a plant on a alkaline diet or plant based diet or healthy eating? <clears throat> well, I've noticed that there are some people that um, don't even see that there's a health benefit. Uh, that they people that claim some people that claim to be hardcore vegans. I've seen a certain demographic of those people that if you talk about the health benefits of plant based, they actually like talk like you're a conspiracy theorist or that kind of thing. So those kind of people, I, so I clearly, <laughs> I don't agree. But you know, like anything, I think we're all individuals and we have our different viewpoints and our different yeah. levels of knowledge. So um, if, I, if people don't care about their health, then hey, I mean, even if you're like the most unhealthy vegan in the entire world, you are still saving animals' lives and not contributing to the suffering of animals. And you are massively helping the environmental crisis that's going on. So if you don't care about your health, that's who cares, no. right? Me personally and you, I know we both did it because we wanted to be healthy and mm -hmm. like we're tired of being tired yeah. and sick and fat and all those things. So mm -hmm. it helps in, in all ways. Even sure. a vegan that's eating crappy is still doing better than somebody that's eating crappy eating yeah. meat. To, to me, I think in general, I think the, the plant-based narrative is more attractive to most people. Most people would like to be yeah. healthier. And so to those vegans that are, you know, really hard and say, well, you can't be plant-based, I, I would say that um, in the end, if your goal is to save more animals, you know, be as clever as a viper and, and, and you know, the more ways you can make this attractive through being healthy, being fit, eating great food, mm -hmm. In the end, if that's saving more animals, then that's a little, it's a strategic way. But, yeah. you know, sometimes I, I think a little bit more tact, you know, we all know those vegans that are the reason why people aren't vegans. That's I think that people, I think being plant-based is more attractive to the general public because yes. the word vegan comes with so much, like hatred. Yes, it <laughs> People does. hate Judgment, vegans. Judgment, so, all those types yeah, of things. I, I general, general, generally call myself plant-based or, or talk about a plant-based diet because it is the healthier, you know, it's just eating whole foods mm -hmm. to put it simply. Yeah. But also there's just, you know, there's such a terrible stigma around being vegan. So I think people are going to be on board with being plant-based more so. Like my clients are like, you know, I introduce them I introduce them to the diet as being plant-based and they're yeah. so much more open. And then they realize, oh, it's, it's, I'm actually vegan. And, yeah. and sh we just don't tell anyone. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. Well, I noticed firsthand just as an experiment when I, you know, five years ago when I went plant-based and, and I started putting stuff on my Facebook page, plant-based and, and, you know, and, and people would clap or like, more yeah, open. They, they, yeah. they would like it and everything. One day, they don't know I, what it is. <laughs> one day I said vegan and it was crickets. Crickets. Not only was yeah. it crickets, but then I, I got that that whole you know testosterone um, you know that that whole um, stereotype that you know yeah. that you're weak and all that kind of thing and and I really I ended that really quickly. It was really fun because you showed your muscles. No, what, oh. basically because at the same time I went plant based, I started working out much more yeah. and, and was much stronger. And so somebody did that to me one day, and I said I challenged them to an arm wrestling competition. <laughs> 
and I was I was dead serious because I I meant it. I was in good, and that was the end. Of, and yeah. just it, when I did that, like it ended all of that, so that never happens anymore. But it was just interesting to see the response, the different response between plant based and vegan. So, it's huge, yeah. But it trips me out that in 2020 now um, that. I'm still getting the same questions about where do you get your protein, and and that brings me to in the next 2020, question. and that it's brings crazy. me to the next question, uh, which is where do you get your protein? Um, protein? What? Yeah. What protein? Yeah. <laughs> Who needs protein? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't worry about it. I just eat food and everything. The thing is, people all think that the only source of protein is is from animals, but really, animals are just the middlemen because where are animals getting their protein? Um, from from the vegetables that they're eating. So protein in, is in fruit, it's in vegetables. You can get more protein in nuts and seeds and beans and things like that. But um, we don't need to worry about our protein. And I, I hope that now the Titans are kind of breaking those myths as well. Yes, and we're, and we're going to, yeah. We're gonna, like manly yeah, men must sure. eat meat, but the Titans are proving that to not be correct. Um, and, a, and a lot and of people. And they're killing it, yeah. obviously. Like, yeah. Ama- or doing they're actually better. not killing it. They're not killing it, but they're killing it at the game, which is <laughs> yes. so inspiring yeah. and, and huge. Yeah. But um, to be, you know, really specific, because whenever we get, that's the, the uh, you know, most common question we get. And I just got that the other day from Me somebody. Too. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so Dan, where do you get the protein? And so, like you said, it all, it all derives originally from plants. Yeah. Um, but then the other thing, whenever somebody asks me, I have to decide, do I want to give them the short answer or the long answer? And the <laughs> long answer is that the average, especially American, is getting too much protein, yep. and that is the cause of many of the de- diseases. So yep. it's just another place where we've been uh, uh, kind of, you know, got uh, deception on just, you know, the whole art of diet and, and the, you know, the food pyramid and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's all programmed. And then if you were to ask somebody, what is protein? Like if somebody says, where do you get all your protein? And you're yeah. like, what, what is protein exactly? Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't know. I yeah. just know you need it. <laughs> it's just a talking point. It's yeah. a talking point. And, and you've been told that you need your protein and it comes. And it's so funny that like, it's normally from just like a random person that's not even working out. And it's like, why are you so, you're not a bodybuilder. Like, why are we so concerned with, with all of this protein? You know, have you ever met anybody that's that has a protein deficiency in America? Yeah. No, never. It doesn't happen. I had a problem getting out of bed today because my, you know, my uh, legs weren't strong enough to get me out because all these veggies I've been. Because you're a weak vegan. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, but no, I mean, that's In true. fact, your energy skyrockets yeah. when you become vegan Absolutely. and you become stronger yeah. as the game changers, game yeah. changers, yeah. um, has, has shown yeah. like people's energy just went through the roof, their, their endurance. It's, it's yeah. a, it's a game changer. But you, you nailed something, um, and we're going to talk about the game changers definitely, yes. but, um, but this, you know, whole concept of, um, you know, where do you get your protein? All these things always come from the most unhealthy people, right? Those are the people. I that, hate to say it, but yes, yeah, it, yeah. it does. Um, it's, it's very interesting how that happens. Yeah. So, I'm like, you're concerned with the wrong things. We mm-hmm. shouldn't be concerned about where we're getting our protein from. We should be concerned with lowering our blood pressure and, uh, you know, the pre-diabetes that's that's starting to happen and all mm-hmm. of those things. Like I think as a society, we're asking the wrong questions. Yeah. So how did you become a vegan? Um, wow. So that was a long time ago that 
will be 10 years that I've been vegan, plant-based this year. I became vegan because I reluctantly went to a vegan restaurant and um, saw a book called The Kind Diet by Alicia Silverstone. And I didn't know it was had anything to do with being a vegan. I didn't even really know what veganism was. Um, I just knew it sounded weird. And I picked up the book because I loved her as an actress and started reading it a couple pages in. And she started talking about a lot of the things that I was dealing with. So I bought the book and I'm ashamed to admit this, but like had never read a full book (laughs) all the way through in my life just because I was never interested in any of the topics that you know, you go to school and you have to read these things that you don't care about. But this was like, I mean, she was speaking my language. She was talking about weight gain and and I was struggling with my weight at that point, fatigue, um, asthma. Alicia Silverstone had really bad asthma and my mom has always had really, really bad asthma. In fact, my dad became a respiratory therapist at 50 because he was so um, concerned about her asthma and she had been to the emergency several times. So it was a life threatening thing. So that perked me up and I wanted to know more. And just a lot of the things she was talking about, I related to, and I ended up reading the entire book the night that I got it. And I read all of these things that I had no idea about, not just the health things, but factory farming Um, and this was 10 years ago, so it was definitely not a conversation. I did it before it was cool. And so these things were not being talked about factory farming and animal agriculture, steroids, the hormones in the meat, all of those things. And for me, it was just, as Oprah would say, it was an aha moment. Um, it was something that once you know what's going on in the truth, you can't unknow it. And that night I was like, oh my gosh, not only am I going to feel better, but holy crap, like what are we doing to our planet? What are we doing to these animals? Um, It's just an unveiling of like a really, really, really dark, terrible situation that's happening. And I didn't want to be a part of it, but I did it for my health because I I just didn't feel good. Um, And oddly enough, a year later, after I had become vegan, I posted on Instagram, it's my year anniversary, and you know this, but um, it just so happened to be, I had no idea... It was uh, November 1st was the day, my first day of becoming, being vegan. And it just so happened that it was World Vegan Day. And I posted it. My ex-boyfriend is vegan. And he was like, oh my gosh, how cool you became vegan on World Vegan Day. And I was like, I'm supposed to be like the vegan president or something. Which like, is 11-1, right? 11-1. Yeah. Which is... one eleven. Yes. And I started on 11-11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And those are just good numbers. Yeah, absolutely. So since we are Music City Revival, tying this into um, how is the vegan scene in Nashville and where do you see it going? What are are some of the things you can It's getting so much better, which is amazing. I mean, it's all getting better. Like there's definitely a movement and an awakening that's happening and people are becoming aware. So there's vegan food in every grocery store now. What are now. some of the highlights in restaurants around town? That- um, shout outs to Sunflower Cafe, which they all love me and I love them. Um, Sunflower Cafes, like I tell my clients, that's like a healthy place. That's more of a whole food, um, plant-based option. Um, so if you're wanting to be really good, you go there. Um, and I love them. It's run by females and owned by females, which is cool too. Um, Grays and Wild Cow are both um, owned by a husband and wife and 
amazing. I would say Grey's is like the nicer version of Wild Cow, a little more fancy. Um, and then we've got some more places that have popped up, like Vegelicious. Yeah. Avo's been around a minute. So when mm-hmm. I moved to Nashville, there was one place yeah. and Wild it was cow, right? Wild Cow. Yeah. And literally I was like coming from LA, but I had just moved here and, and wanted to try all the vegan stuff. I'd just become vegan. So it was challenging because there was one place and then Woodlands Indian restaurant, which, which I is, ate at tonight. Yes. And you brought me some yes. food. Yep. Thank you. Um, but they're vegetarian. So it's always like, can I eat, you know, like what doesn't have dairy in it? So full straight vegan restaurants is, is what was wild cow when yeah. I moved here. But now there's like, and every single restaurant has vegan options, yeah. which is a miracle. Yeah. Because I remember when I first moved here 10 years ago, or I moved here, what, eight years ago, um, people would ask me what a vegan was. I'd be like, do you have any vegan options? And they're like, what's a vegan? Yeah. And now it's like it's completely when, normal. when you watch Star Trek, right? No, okay, no, I don't get Star- that joke, but. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, so another thing is we have a veg fest, right? The yes. last couple of years mm-hmm. that's sold out every year. That's run yeah. by Glenn Brown. I, I think he's still running it. It's getting it. bigger and bigger. And that's been amazing. And then yeah. something else that you touched on is the Titans. And, yeah. uh, and we Crazy. have this whole incredible thing all stemming from uh, Charity Morgan. Yeah. Uh, which is Derek Morgan's wife who prepares all the food uh, for the Titans. And uh, the, I think there's 15 vegans and the whole defensive line mm-hmm. is vegan, right? And all of the Titans are eating plant-based yeah. because she prepares their, their food during the season, right? Yeah, and at least on the field, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, dang, what would happen if they all went vegan? Like, mm-hmm. Hopefully that happens next year and we can see them at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But just because that know, would make history. Absolutely. Well, it's they're already making history. They've been I know, in yeah. so many articles. Amazing. But I like to point out that I don't think there's any coincidence in the fact that we didn't have a team for ten years. They went plant based a couple years ago, we have a playoff team. Like this exact same time exact when they became time. successful. Exactly. Um, again. Time, yeah. Timing, we've, yeah. we have a team. So again. thank you, Charity Morgan. Yes. Who and I will be interviewing. Yes. And she, you can uh, follow her on Instagram. She's and got her a, Instagram is amazing. Like the food on there is insane. Oh, yeah. Like she should start a like meal delivery service because I would I would buy it. Yeah, or a restaurant or something because her food looks. And amazing. you can go to her Instagram and look at her, you know, th- um, things that she's making, and she's got recipes and everything, and that's amazing. Super cool. Um, so something a, a little bit deeper, but I think that's very relevant to your story. Is can you tell me a little bit about your fiance and and uh, and because uh, you know, and we can talk about how I met you and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which I have not talked about this mm-hmm. at all in any um, medium. Um, but it's important and it's something that I feel like I've been wanting to share for a really, really long time and it all happens in the right timing. But um, six years ago in March, it will be six years, um, I was engaged and my fiance and I always had a bit of a challenge when it came to food because I was hardcore vegan at that point. And I'm, I still am, but I've chilled out a bit. Um, and he's from the South born and raised, uh, eating fried chicken and, and, um, barbecue and all of those things. Very, very Southern. I'm from California. So it was a different upbringing. Um, so he was reluctant to be vegan and it was always a bit of a challenge 
But I would constantly be like, watch Forks Over Knives and watch, you know, these different documentaries and educate yourself because at some point you're going to be 50, 60, 70, and you're going to want to keep your blood pressure down. And not that there's any immediate danger, but it's preventative, you know, and, um, it was always kind of just taken with a grain of salt. And my thought was, if we're going to be together forever, we both need to be healthy and, um, have the same, same goals in that. And, um, in March of 2014, March 2nd, he, out of nowhere, he had a heart attack and he passed away. And, uh, obviously that was completely and totally life-changing. Um, but the thing that was very like surreal was it was the thing that I had been asking him to change for, you know, the whole three years that we, we were together. It was the thing that we argued about was changing his diet and getting healthy and, um, never thinking that he was going to have a heart attack at 43 years old ever. Um, but I think what a lot of people don't realize and, and should take from this very sad story is that heart disease is 100% related to diet. It's not like, oh, maybe I should. It's 100% related. Um, and I learned that through my schooling. I've learned that since then, in the six years that he's been gone, I've made it my personal mission to reach as many people as I possibly can that knowingly or unknowingly have high cholesterol or um, high blood pressure and have been able to successfully um, help those people retrain their eating habits and completely get off medication. And I know 100% for a fact that heart disease is reversible. Um, And there's so many uh, scientists, surgeons, doctors, even the school that I went to that will, will say that it's a hundred percent reversible. And just to be very specific and thank you for sharing this story, but what was his percentage, his cholesterol? So, um, when they did his autopsy, he had a 90% blockage in his main artery, which is called the widow's maker. And that's what killed him. So he was operating off 10% um, of that of that artery, and his heart was enlarged because it was working so hard. And I always share this with my clients. I draw out a little diagram of what the arteries look like and how cholesterol and plaque builds up in the arteries. And the only way that cholesterol and plaque can build up in your arteries is by eating animal products. Absolutely fact. No question. And the only way to get rid of that is fiber. And we're not talking about a gummy. We're talking about whole foods. That's why a whole food plant-based diet is so important because I want people to think about fiber as a rake. So every single time you eat an apple or beans and rice or you know anything from the ground, you're literally taking a rake and you're scraping away the cholesterol that's in your arteries. And that's why I've been able to do that with clients in two months. They go back to their doctor and their cholesterol is normal and they're blown away. I remember the first client I had, and it took me about a year before I was even willing to see clients because I was too broken. And I felt like, um, and we had a conversation about this. You had to tell me that it wasn't my fault 
I felt like, you know, I was so passionate before he died about helping people and getting the word out there about this information. It was like somebody gave me a secret and I wanted to share it with the world. And then he died and I shut down. And I remember me and you having a conversation and I was like, I didn't even realize that I took responsibility and I felt like I failed him. How can I be a nutritionist? How can I be a personal trainer? How can I help people with their health? And I couldn't save his life. And, and I remember that day clearly. Me too. And you were broken and you were crying. And I remember I told you that the truth is, is that had had he actually taken some advice, even eat, eaten more veggies, a little less red meat, he'd probably be here. The truth yeah, is a lot that, less at 90%, that you yeah. gave him all the tools, all the encouragement, yeah. and we have choices as individuals. Yeah. And so that was clearly his choice. But the amazing thing, and I think sharing this story is, you know, is, is really powerful because um, we all have a choice and our health is... You know, like I, I like to tell people, and this partly is in the story, I met you five months after all this happened. Yeah. Uh, you locked yourself in a room to write songs, and a mutual friend introduced us, and like, here, Dan, you're going to be doing music with my friend Brandy, and I put together your yeah. your first show. And I want to say how that happened, yeah. though. I, um, Yeah, after he died, I quit doing nutrition and personal training and literally locked myself away in a room and didn't know how to play guitar at that point. Still don't really, but good enough to write songs with. And I locked myself away in a room and saw the guitar sitting there and picked it up, and all of a sudden all of this stuff just came out. And so I spent, yeah, five months alone writing music. Um, and one of my friends was like, hey, she, she'd asked, check on me. And I'd be like, I'm just writing, just writing music. Wouldn't see anybody. She's like, a friend of mine is doing Oktoberfest. She wants to know if I know any artists. Like, would you want to play it? And I should have, in all fairness and honesty, I should have said no, because I didn't know what I was doing. I was completely broken. And... I said yes anyway. I don't know why, but I just knew. I was like, I'm supposed to do this. Um, so brand new to being an artist, songwriter, singer, any of those things, for real. And I now know it was because I was meant to meet you, right? You helped me get through the hardest time of my life, for sure. But I said yes to that gig, and then it was like, okay, now what? I have to get a band? Like, how do you do any of this? And my friend uh, introduced us, and we met, and yeah. Yeah, and we started doing music, and I, I remember it was like one of those things you you told me that um, a if we're going to be making music, you can't be smoking those cigarettes, yeah. and uh, and then you challenged me within a month yeah. after um, us making music. You said, uh, you know, you you t you tell me that you're strong, prove it. You said I'm I'm going to challenge you to thirty day plant based challenge. And uh, it took me all of two days of going, what? Did you just challenge me? Like, nobody Dan does challenges not like to me. be challenged and lose. And, uh, <laughs> and, and then also basically implying that if I don't take you up on this, that I'm a weakling, right? So that was like, Pretty wow, much. you're testing my manhood. And, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, the truth is, is that because of, and we're drinking Konkin, al alkalized water right now. Um, and which I'm like, is, you're going to do this alkaline water stuff, but you're going to eat like the most acidic food on the planet. Well, yeah. And in my knowledge base, I had already gotten to the point in my life where I understood that eating a plant-based lifestyle was, was the best way. And I, I tried, I remember going to Whole Foods one time and filling up my basket with all these veggies and I went home and, and then I, I probably 
cooked up a steak or something because I didn't know what I was what doing. Do. And, yeah. And, and you need people, I yeah. feel like people need help. They need yeah. guidance because it's so yeah. far off from what we're taught yeah. and what we grow up with. Just yeah. like me. Sure. Right. I lived off hummus for like a year. Yeah. I sometimes still do. So I came back after a couple of days and said, I'm going to take you up on that challenge and I'm going to quit smoking cigarettes. And, and I started working out like a beast all at the same time. I was hallucinating after a couple of days. I it was a, that. It was a lot. Um, but I remember one of the things you told me was every time you want a cigarette, do 10 push-ups. And at first I, I did that. I was huffing and puffing a little bit. And then I got to the point where I could do three sets of 10 and then eventually 25. And I got to the point where I could do three sets of 75 push-ups. And then you get addicted to the to being healthy and, feeling yeah. of, yeah, like I did 10 and I did 12 and now I'm at 20 and yeah. you get addicted to the accomplishment. Yeah. Um, everything's an addiction. Just yeah. what do you want? No, that's big, because the the truth is is that like you know I I was uh, in a process even with the cigarettes. It's the only thing that actually got me through quitting cigarettes because I was at a point where every single day yeah. I would try to quit and I would wake up in the morning and I throw my cigarettes away and I get through like the day and then I go down to you know Mapco and get a, a pack you know, and smoke a half a pack, but... I don't think I knew that. Part. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I ever shared that with you. Yeah. And and so that was the thing that helped me, you know, get to, to the next mm -hmm. level was, was you know, actually replacing a negative habit with a positive yeah. one. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah. You can't just, like, cold turkey quit anything. You've yeah. got to replace it with something else. Yeah. Like, I recently... Um, stop drinking coffee and I've, I've replaced it with dandelion coffee, which is yeah. just non-acidic, but it's like, I still have that morning thing, mm -hmm. but yeah, you have to replace everything with something, yeah. right? So, um, can you tell us, uh, really quickly, of, uh, yeah. one thing, mm -hmm. the day we met, we had a conversation though. I don't know if you remember this, but I said, you, you were talking about, um, your political stance mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. I'm not super political, but you were talking about, about the non-aggression principle. The non-aggression principle. Which means that I, I believe that violence is only justified in self-defense. Yes. So I don't believe in, in you know, preemptively attacking anyone, but it's 100% um, you know, uh, you're able to, to defend yourself yeah. with any. And what you did is you challenged me. You said, well, how come your cat gets a, a free pass, but not that pig or that cow? Yeah. And you basically, what you did is you called me out on unilaterally that I didn't fully believe in the, in the principle of non-aggression because it doesn't apply to animals. And so I realized for me to say, I believe in the non-aggression principle, I'd have to make a disclaimer and say it only applies to humans. And I'm somebody who believes in principle, like either 100% or not. Yeah. And so it called me out. And I remember you know, thinking like, I agree with everything that you're saying right now, but like, do you realize that you're, yeah. you're not living that fully? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because the animals are sure. the same, right? Yeah. Like, they don't want to be eaten. We yeah, got to protect absolutely. them as well. No, it, it was, it was really, that was something that, that was one of the things that, that pushed me and I didn't stop thinking about. And I still believe 100% that principles are something you, you either believe yeah. in or you don't. And you fully. Know, yeah. But I don't, I think it's just that I remember we, we played in Alaska this year mm -hmm. and having a conversation with one of your fellow, I don't know what you would call them. Um, libertarians. Libertarians. Yes. <laughs> Yep. And we were talking about the non-aggression principle and I could just see the disconnect there that um, 
it's it's not I just think it's something that people don't think about. No, it's very uncomfortable. I brought this up to fellow libertarians and and they feel you, you know, it's they don't like to be challenged that way because but they're some, the most yeah. non-aggressive, well, right? And yes, and but like anything, sometimes you have to have your your beliefs challenged. So, Brandy, are are there any uh, documentaries that you could recommend that have been, you know, uh, really powerful in waking you up yeah. and that other people can learn a lot of information from? Um, well, obviously, The Game Changers, um, like we talked about, that's the newest plant-based documentary. And it's so inspiring because it's about athletes um, and people we look up to and like gold medalists and, and like Olympians and just people that you would never think were were plant-based, um, that are. And so it's kind of cool to see that, uh, kind of shift in, in athletics and it's inspiring. Um, and so that's the newest, it's amazing, but and you have in that you have the Titans that we've talked about yeah, and so then cool. they're, you know, music city that comes National out and then Titans. they kill it at the, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, um, you have like, you know, the strongest man in the world yeah. and, and which I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and people, you know, just the top of Runners bodybuilding and, every mm-hmm. field, and and it's basically Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger is in it, and it's and it's directed by James Cameron. That is so cool, right? And it's um, shifting, like just by that sure. documentary, you're like, wow, people yeah. are waking up. Yeah, yeah. And and Arnold is, I think he's no, I don't know if he's a hundred percent vegan, but he's gone and he he, he is definitely one of those, doesn't do dairy. He's one all. of those people that talks about yes, because in one of his favorite quotes <laughs> yeah. is "milk is for babies." When you grow up, you have to drink beer. Yeah. What? Do that again? He's, he, <laughs> I'm that, just kidding. This is a quote. That's my yeah. Arnold voice. But I know no, yeah. that's. Um, <laughs> But um, but no, so it's very well done. It was the best-selling uh, documentary ever in the history of iTunes wow. within its first week. Wow. It broke all those records, right? Wow. So that's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah. And, uh, Wouldn't that have sucked if it came out and like all this talk about the Titans and they just like were terrible? Well, <laughs> even not good. And but you know, there's something that's really powerful. I, I'll just say this: there, there is something about the underdog in our society that I've always believed in. And the truth is, when you are plant-based, there is an extra incentive to the world that you have to prove that you're good at what you do. Because the world is counting on you being weak and being a loser, right? (laughs) So that is a powerful thing to have behind you. There's somebody also in that documentary, Jim Loomis, who's become a great personal friend of mine, and, and he has a lot of powerful testimonies, but he is the first, he is the director, medical director of the first plant-based hospital Hospital. in DC, and it's called the Center for Plant-Based Living. And that is what was created by Neil Bernard, Mm -hmm. right? Who is also tied to some other documentaries, Mm -hmm. right? Forks Over Knives, yeah. Um, Forks Over Knives is actually, so I was plant-based or vegan already um, when these came out. But I was very much 10 years ago, like a lone wolf, um, especially in Nashville. Like I, it was already weird in LA at that time. But then when I moved to Nashville, it was like really, really weird. People thought I was so strange and I had not, I didn't have one friend that was even vegetarian mm-hmm. and Nashville being so um, meat heavy. Uh, I was very, very alone. Many, many, many tears and uh, fights with my family and my parents friends that would be like you need some meat on your bones and it was very challenging I I definitely did not have the support in the beginning um 
But yeah, I mean, it's changed so much since since then. And seeing Forks Over Knives after I'd already been vegan for like, I think a year, maybe two years, I was like, oh my gosh, even though I had no friends that were vegan, it was confirmation that I was on the right track. And there was this documentary that was, Forks Over Knives is very, very science-based. Um, it's very, very heavy in science. So if you're not into science, watch the game changers. That's more, you know, it's just easier for everyone to understand. I'm a science nerd. Like I love the facts and I love the science behind it. So I was very inspired by that. Um, and it's a, it's a very important documentary too, because you know that how, when you bring something up like this, first of all, it's the most unhealthy people that are always telling you there's something wrong with your diet, but isn't it a money, isn't it amazing how people become scientists overnight the minute you talk about veganism and, and, you know, and, and now they want to talk about, you know, facts and all these things like that. My grandpa ate meat until he was 99 years old. Yeah. It was a little different meat too than what people are eating nowadays. And my dad is you know, in his eighties. And, um, it's, it was different back then. Like people think that because people ate meat until they were a hundred years old, it was the same thing as it is now. Like there wasn't McDonald's drive through people. Like <laughs> they were eating it. Like, you know, most people you were eating it sparingly when you could, when you could afford it, it was a luxury. Um, just like in many countries, they don't eat a lot of meat because it's expensive mm-hmm. and it's a luxury. And so yes, like Maybe they did eat meat until they were 99 years old, but growing up with it, it wasn't, it was a small portion and it wasn't all the time. My dad said like they grew up in Oklahoma on beans and rice and potatoes and things that were cheap. And when you got meat, it was like, oh my gosh, it was a big deal. Um, so it was, it and was And everybody a lot had less. gardens, right? So yeah. the, yes. the food that they were getting was, was much healthier. It was cheaper uh, to eat that way. Didn't have all the pesticides. That they, and the hormones, the meat wasn't, yeah. there was not factory farms. Yeah. It wasn't filled with hormones and antibiotics. Like, you know, and people will be like, but what if I just eat grass fed? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, sure. Great. Much, yeah. much healthier. It's, it's healthier. It's probably much kinder to the animals. You're not getting the hormones and the antibiotics, yeah. but your arteries are still screwed. But when you, when you see your cow looks like it's been doing deadlifts for the last 10 years, you know that there's something wrong, you know? <laughs> it's not um, normal. Yeah. And chickens can't support their own body weight anymore mm-hmm. because of the hormones. Yeah. And, Ant pigs are like eating each other alive. Like it's 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 a mess. Yeah. So this. So the only safe way is like grow your own mm-hmm. animals, basically. Sure. If you're you gonna know, eat, if you're yeah. gonna eat them and eat them, even still, mm-hmm. your arteries like yeah. number one killer in the country, right? We you know we know that what it's done for my life. Mm-hmm. Number one killer in the country is heart disease, yeah. and it's not every country. It's our country where we're eating an insane amount of meat. So yes, you can like avoid the hormones and the antibiotics and, and do it the best you can, yeah. but it's still, no matter how clean the meat is, it does nothing for the flat fact that you're putting plaque I, in your arteries. And, and I like that you're talking about this because one of the things I always have to remind myself, I, you know, I went plant-based, quit smoking cigarettes, started working out like a beast all at once. And, and I have to step back and realize that if, if I'm telling people you know, how to become plant-based, yeah. that the only way is the way I did it. I'm setting everyone up to fail, right? 100% because you are not the norm. I am And not. I've learned that over the 10 years of being plant. I did the same thing. I read the book and I had already given up red meat, but I was still eating chicken and fish and lots of dairy and I was fluffy. Um, all the dairy, dairy makes you fluffy. Like I had somebody email me yesterday and be like, hey, like what's one thing that I could do like I'm about to turn 40. I don't want to be fluffy. Um, 
what's one thing that I could do? And I'm like, cut the dairy. If you do nothing else, cut out dairy because dairy is designed. And I've told you this, and this was one of our first conversations. Dairy is designed to make a little tiny baby cow become a big fat heifer. That is its sole purpose is to put weight on a baby cow. So if you want to lose the fat, stop doing the dairy. Mm -hmm. Like first thing you do. And that's, I mean, that's, You've seen my before and after pictures. Yeah, which we'll we'll include that on the website because yeah. that's that's really important. I mean, it was all dairy. It was I was mm-hmm. looked like a little baby cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it, it's important to really distinguish this concept that humans are the only species that that drinks, um, you know, milk, milk after, after their... infancy. That it's not even their own milk, and yeah. just a simple. You know, thing is, and there's there's a quote. And why in, is uh, it normal to drink cow's milk? But like, if if we were like, you know, it might be more cost effective if we drink dog's milk. People would be like, you're so weird. Or and, and there's a there's a quote in weird. what the health I think that it is that it says that your diet is and good health as is as dependent on drinking cow's milk as drinking dog's milk. And I think that's really important because if the average person who said, yeah, you should be drinking some dog's milk, they they go, what? You're crazy, yeah. right? But that's that's really how outlandish it is that it, we think that we need to be eating cow's milk. And just a perfect example, because your, your diet should always... Or know, even hum, human milk. Yeah. People think that's weird. Like if I was like, sure. you'd be better off drinking human milk yeah. because... It's it's our DNA, yeah. right? Well, why doesn't a thirteen year old still breastfeed, right? I mean, you know, I mean, if you saw that in, in public, you think, well, uh, okay, <laughs> from I, a from a cow though, big fat yeah, cow, exactly, but not from their mother. That right. that is the point. But w- that would make so much more sense mm-hmm. yeah. for us to be continuing yeah. to drink human yeah. milk. When's the last time you saw a cow drinking human milk, right? It's so, so weird. It's yeah. all just so yeah. weird. It's weird, but it's important <laughs> so to like weird. really distinguish yeah. that and or imagine seeing a person like actually getting the milk from the source and like suckling a cow mm-hmm. like no one would do it mm-hmm. no one would do yeah. it it's freaky <laughs> so you know for me like a lot of the things that have been instilled in me health things because my mom was you know um an herbalist growing up into all kinds of alternative herbalist. medicine yeah and and i learned like a long time ago that i had this vision that hospitals of the future would have a combination of Eastern and Western medicine. And the way I like to describe it is, you know, this country is the best country um, for surgeons. If I was in a, you know, automobile accident that I needed life-saving surgery, there's no place in the world I would rather be transported than Vanderbilt Hospital. However, we have the worst system for, because our, you know, and it all comes, yes, and it comes down to the where the money is and it's you know most of these uh doctors are funded by the pharmaceutical industry and so what's very clear that i learned from an early age is that we are dealing with symptoms of a problem and never the source and the source can always best be you know uh should should best be dealt with in diet Mm -hmm. right so you know for the longest time i've just seen it in the five years since i become a vegan that you know, people, if you're talking about cancer and you're talk, talking about an alkaline diet and preventative medicine and the difference between acidity and alkalinity, that most people will tell you, well, there's no money in the cure. 
what's beautiful right now is there is money because Game Changers is the number one selling documentary in Nashville, Music City right here. We are seeing, you know, plant-based restaurants are opening and some of the only few that I see that are staying open, right? There's just no money for the pharmaceuticals. We're taking their money and then so they're going, they're looking so desperate with the propaganda now. Oh, and the the sales of meat Mm -hmm. is is plummeting. Sure. And Um, and two major dairy, Borden and another one, have gone bankrupt. Now, I have a lot of empathy for I do, and I like to say, I do have empathy for farmers. farmers, My family's from the Midwest. I have, you know, family that dairy farmers, and so I. What about the farmers that are now turning to, like, planting? Well, and and that's the point of all this is I believe I believe in the free market, right? And and so the truth is. There is money in plant based, and as a farmer, yeah. like anything in any business you're in, like you know, whether it be the music industry and the, and, and the models change, you either change or you die. Yeah. That's that's the reality, right? You know, so I think it's really ironic that here Nashville has become a hub for quote unquote healthcare, which is yeah. is what we're talking about, yep. and and that. At the same time, mm-hmm. we have this incredible plant-based movement counteracting. I think that's really beautiful, yeah. and, it's, and it's awesome. Yeah. So the truth is, the money in the future is plant-based. And I just read something recently. I, I believe I shared it with you. Eric Schmidt, the CEO of Google, just said the number one trend moving ahead is plant-based. So you're seeing Beyond Meat, their stocks are, yeah. are you know going out the roof. And, you know. I want to say something about that too, mm-hmm. just because um, I get this so much from clients and just people asking me and, and direct messaging me about, you know, Beyond Meat isn't healthy. It's not healthier than, you know, first of all, Beyond Meat is vegan, right? It's not a health food. Is it healthier than eating a hamburger? Absolutely. For a million reasons. You're not getting the hormones. You're not getting the antibiotics. You're not getting the cholesterol, which is the number one killer in the countries. We're getting too much animal protein. But it's not a health food. It's not like eating a kale salad. No, it's not. But it's so much better than the alternative. If you can get a Beyond Meat Burger or a regular hamburger, Beyond Meat Burger every time. And it's so good. Like, and and that so being good. said, I agree. If you, I, I'm a much bigger believer and supporter of Beyond Meat than Impossible. Yeah. And Impossible is is loaded with glyphosate, and and to be honest, like, you know, I look at um, Bill Gates is is a big investor, and he also is the chief man, uh, shareholder of Monsanto, and where Monsanto is getting sued uh, for for Roundup oh, yeah. and glyphosate. If you just think naturally, he's got to make up for some of those funds in his stocks, right? By and he putting knows that, which, what the trends he, are and where well, things are going. And I, I like this is really an important yeah. thing that that you just said. Not only does he know the trends, but Bill Gates knows the difference between real science and and not real science. And what I mean by yeah. that, Bill Gates, I, I'm a big believer in Congan water. Well, Bill Gates bought 16 SD501 machines. The, the machine yeah, he knows. that I have. And so yeah. it's the best for his family, the best health, but Monsanto for the third world and yeah. everybody else, right? So I still, even with Impossible Burger not being um, as clean as, as Beyond Meat, I still will hands down say that, you know, that's such a better option than eating a real hamburger, especially Absolutely. because 99% of the people out there have, you know, it's like my fiance didn't even know he had a heart issue. And all of a sudden he was mm-hmm. gone. So sure. it's still 
doesn't give you the, the animal cholesterol and it's full of fiber and you know some other things that aren't ideal but it's yeah. still a better option absolutely yeah. and and i think that it's great that just about every single fast food restaurant now has a vegan option and i can tell you that the hardest Crazy. hardest thing as a musician when i go on the road yeah. sometimes I eat horribly, yeah. and but now there's actually an option for me because so Everywhere. so many times you're on the road and all the guys want yeah. to go to a fast food place and I, I'm just used to kind of eating horribly and getting back yeah. in my game. But now at least I have a plant-based option. option. So Absolutely. the truth is the future is plant-based and it's an amazing thing. Yeah. And some of us are kind of on the ground floor of this incredible movement, yeah. and it's really inspiring. You know, to in be a 2010, part of. when I moved to Nashville, I drove cross-country with my best friend at the time, and. Um, there was literally, obviously, like, these things are just happening, right? Coming up, plant-based options at, at, at fast food places. And I literally ate bean and lettuce burritos from Taco Bell for, like, a week straight driving here. Like, there were no options except for beans. Um, so you're very lucky that <laughs> yeah, no, now it, these it, options, it, and I'm very lucky. It, but, it keeps, and fast food's not ideal either, yeah. but there's options. It, one of the things that I think about, the fact that there's options, is yeah. that all these fast food restaurants and just not even fast food but your local restaurants in Nashville pizza joints have yeah. to have some some kind of diet cheese option and it's yeah. very simple you know take a couple that goes out on a date right and 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 you know one of them is plant-based and the other isn't if they don't have a plant-based option guess what your restaurant does not get attended and you don't make that money yeah. and so they have a financial incentive now to yeah. have an option which is saying that there's demand which is so exciting which is what the free market yeah. is saying people are demanding this and it has everything to do with knowledge yeah. and like you know one of the important things that we're learning yeah. is this food pyramid that we're taught from a very early age about you know you get your 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 protein from meat yeah. and that you've got to drink of you know milk the it, milk it does the body good everything about that is a lie everything about first that is of marketing. all everything is marketing right yeah. so um so and it's such a hard thing to unbelieve oh yeah like when you've been programmed for Mar so marketing long. is is it's, very powerful yeah. but one of the things that in the marketing of milk they say it makes your bones strong wrong it, does the it opposite. causes osteoporosis yeah. You know, so, yeah. so everything, you know, because we, if that was, if that was true with the amount of dairy that this country consumes, we should have zero osteoporosis, right? And, and, and we, we have yeah. some of the highest numbers anywhere, but countries where there are, there isn't dairy, they, they're like, what is osteoporosis? If, and, like, we just yeah. need to like do the research a little bit. And so let's talk about those countries because on the UN stats, the last I checked, the US is always in life expectancy between 38 and 55, okay? And guess who's Unreal. number one in life expectancy? Who lives the longest? Japan, okay? In Japan, where they have Kangen water, where they yeah. created this, one out of four homes has a water ionizer, um, this the machine. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, 200 hospitals have them as registered medical mm -hmm. devices with all the studies. And how much meat do they? Maybe a little bit of fish. That's it. And that's only coastal. Mm -hmm. Like, I've looked at the numbers for that, and yeah. that's not everybody's eating fish. The more rural places mm -hmm. are eating primarily plant-based, and they don't do dairy. And like, have yeah. you ever been to a sushi restaurant? And except cream cheese has become mm -hmm. but that's American. Yeah. Um, they don't have dairy. They don't put cheese on things. They don't consume dairy. You're correct about that, and and how I learned that in in a very powerful way is Dr. Shinya, who is um, the guy who created the colonoscopy. He's a Japanese doctor 
who also recommends in his book, The Enzyme Factor, which is a great health book I recommend reading. He, he um, has a 100% cancer remission mm-hmm. rate from wow. diet, changing diet, which means no dairy and drinking yeah. conch and alkaline water. Now, he lost his wife to dairy and, and possibly a child. Like you said, that wow. in 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 you know uh, in Japan they they don't drink dairy. And they At came all. to the U.S. and literally he lost his wife and and he had to learn you know about all these things. Yeah. Um, there was a gentleman in Forks Over Knives that came over um, from Japan and immediately started you know starts eating the American way and starts gaining weight. Has high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Um, got sick and went plant-based and reversed it all, which is so beautiful also that, you know, it's about prevention. But even if you've like gone down that path your whole life and you're 50 years old and you've got all of these ailments, the body's a miraculous thing and can heal itself if you give it what it needs. And that's a really important uh, point because when I talk about kangen water or plant-based lifestyle, the truth is plant-based food, kangen water, alkaline water does not cure disease. Your body does. This is the greatest... You know, invention that that I believe God created, and that it's it's most it's made to to heal itself. Mm-hmm. But when we put all this toxic sludge that we put in our body over the years, it's it's causing it's it not to operate. You know, look, one of the simple things my mom told me when I started drinking the water, and just from an early age, she said, you know, notice a baby when when a baby has its formula, or its food, it it's in the diaper within five to ten minutes. And she said, you know, we should be like that. And the truth is. I have movements like that. I mean, all day long, a little too much information. <laughs> I mean, but I'm used to it. The but... point is, anything yeah. that stays in your body is not supposed to stay there. It's yeah. going to cause disease. It's supposed to come out. Yeah, you know? I've had clients that are always, you know, constipated, and it's such an easy fix. Like, mm-hmm. no, like fiber pills. Just eat some like whole foods, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's what. And and if you're not going to the bathroom regularly it means that there's blockages and it's not just in one place. It's a holistic thing, right? It means everything is affected. And so if you're not getting enough fiber, I'd be worried more about your arteries, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So can you leave us with one? Cause on this concept of that, Hey, you know, the best way we're going to spread this message is, is showing people how incrementally you know, they could yeah. take out dairy, they could add almond milk, all the different alternative milks, oat milk, cheeses milk, are amazing all, all now. That. Yeah, yeah, they've gotten Follow great on that. So, with all this concept, what is one you know recipe that you could impart on people yeah. that they could add to a staple of their their diet that anybody could get all the basic fundamental vitamins, mm-hmm. minerals, and and would be a great bonus to their health. Yeah. Well, one thing that I would say to do is what I touched on is, is eliminating the dairy. If there is one change that you make today, eliminate the dairy. Um, and people will probably have questions about that. Feel free to go to my website and, um, I will help as much as I can, but there's cheeses and ice creams and everything that you can think of that's dairy is now made non-dairy in a healthier form. So it's easy to do. Um, So eliminating the dairy would be one thing. And then one thing that I would say to incorporate um, mostly for your arteries uh, and to help you go to the bathroom to unclog everything would be just add a smoothie in. Um, And it's super easy. Uh, You you gave me a recipe of a smoothie when I first went plant-based and that is still a staple 
of well, my diet. No, every five day. Years later. No, wow. I, I still, you know, at least awesome. five out of seven days, I, I still make it. So now I, I fluctuate a little bit on some of the things that I'll put into it, but yeah, I still have change. the basic foundation. So in that smoothie, what are the essential things that you? Would so. Um, Obviously, some sort of liquid, so either water or almond milk, coconut milk, oat Kongen milk, water, Kongen water, if you have a machine. If you don't, mm -hmm. Dan can help. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so some sort of liquid, non-dairy liquid, and then kale is super important. It does need to be organic. Um, so organic kale, a handful of that, and then your favorite fruits. I say banana is a staple just because it makes everything taste better. Um, and you can go as many ways as you want, but I say it's easy to just think of it as either a fruity smoothie or a chocolatey more like rich smoothie so you can do like a peanut butter chocolate banana smoothie um and so peanut butter chocolate banana kale almond milk and some stevia get some stevia drops the the drops are a better option for flavor right instead of sugar that's a great yes stevia is like my i'm everyone's like you're addicted to stevia and i'm like mm -hmm. yes hey, I you am. carry it around in your purse and everywhere I you do. go you pull yeah, it yeah, out yeah yeah and this year i'm gonna be growing it in my backyard oh, so really? i can literally Yes, um, so I can just make it myself and just put the actual plant leaves mm -hmm. in its whole form in my smoothie. Yeah. So I'll share that with you. But um, yeah, or a fruity smoothie. So the banana, blueberry, strawberry, um, I would say get a bundle of bananas and peel them, throw them in the freezer, and you always have bananas ready to go, have kale frozen in the freezer, so that's always ready to go. Fresh is, is great, um, but in a pinch you have what you need and then blueberries bananas mangoes pineapple whatever is your thing do that and then if you do have high cholesterol or high blood pressure even if you don't know you do but you have any kind of like weight you're trying to lose um or bowel movements add ground flaxseed is so important like it's literally life-saving it's hippocrates said let food be thy medicine right mm -hmm. um it's so true instead of medicine medication Make yourself a smoothie. Look at it as your medication. Throw some flax seeds on that. That will help. That's It's pure fiber, and it will get rid of plaque in your arteries. Organic flax seed and then um, organic whole oats, right, yep. is something that you've... Some people have a hard time digesting oats. Play with it. See how you feel. Put oats and see if you feel full and great, and it gives you energy. If it doesn't, do it without the oats. Okay. And then one of the things that chia I always seeds. put in, um, chia seeds is, is, is a good one. It's great for omegas. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. and Gives you energy. It's like the little energy. Mm -hmm. energy cayenne pills. pepper. Yep. Right? Why, and you told me cayenne pepper. Do you still do that? Um, yes. I put in the cayenne pepper. I actually like the, the flavor too. It makes yeah. it a little bit spicier. Little but mm -hmm. what you told me is that that's one of the things that helps burn fat mm -hmm. like in, in your stomach, right? And cinnamon also. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, I've, sometimes I... I get off track, but, you know, having half a grapefruit a day, just even separate yeah. from the smoothie. But Burns like one of the things I, because originally you told me the basic smoothie, um, as far as fruit, the banana and an orange. And what I do is I switch in the wintertime. You don't get oranges mm -hmm. as, as fresh, so I'll use a banana and, a, and blueberries. But I also like that you said it's really important that, um, you know, when you're dealing with organic uh, food, I brought some kale home from Texas from my mom's garden over the holidays, and that um, you kind of trained me, like, clean your kale um, and, you know, even your your bananas, like, take what you're going to use for your smoothie that day and put in the rest in the freezer. Because if right. you put it in the freezer, and then it's also, then it. it's also nice, what's nice about that is that, 
you get that cold smoothie kind of Instead sensation. Of mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't yeah. have to use any kind of ice or anything. I, like my that. strawberries are my ice. Yeah. 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 So that's a great staple that anybody can, you mm-hmm. know, just add and get all the necessary nutrients, You're getting minerals. food that's, especially if it's fresh, yeah. food that's alive. And most people aren't getting that. They aren't getting the en- enzymes and the nutrients that mm-hmm. that we need. Live, um, li- live enzymes. That's something that's not talked about. Dr. Shinya talks about in his book that... that his theory is when you die is when you actually run out of live enzymes. And mm. he says, like, when a dog is getting close to his last days, mm. he's always licking the ground. He's searching for wow. real enzymes, right? So so that's a good counterbalance. If you mm. had that smoothie every day and those live enzymes, real food, that's yeah. a good counterbalance to any other vegan junk food or other yeah. junk food that you're eating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And cool. one more thing I would yeah. say, crock pot recipes. Um, because in the winter personally, like I'm, I'm proud of you that you're still doing smoothies. Like in the winter I'm cold, you know, I'm, I'm still a Cali girl. As long as I've been here, I'm still like, so I'm always cold. So for me, like I just made a big batch yesterday and I just did, um, different beans, pinto, black beans, white beans, and then celery mushrooms. And, uh, what else did I put in there? Potatoes Mm -hmm. and just did a big, huge crock pot of, of that. And it's good for, you know, a week, just warm it back up. Mm -hmm. And then I give it to the dogs. I don't do, I found out yesterday dogs cannot have mushrooms. So I did the mushrooms separately, but yeah, I I feed my dogs what I'm eating. They're vegan as well. No magic mushrooms for the Rottweilers. Well, hey, a little magic mushroom is fine. Sure. Um, so that I still have the crock pot your mother gave me and I'll make, I'll, I'll make like, you know, my bean stew too. And then one of the things that you showed me is that, you know, you can have it in the fridge and you can pull it out, heat it up. And then I take like some, uh, blue corn tortilla chips, um, some avocado cut yeah. in there and then some Himalayan salt with um, some sriracha sauce or sriracha. Sure, yeah. yeah I always, <laughs> is that not how you pronounce it? I, I don't know. Let's. We're going to have to ask. Yeah, we'll have to I look that up. I think it's sriracha. Is it sriracha? Okay. Guys, right. is it sriracha? Okay. But we are going to call it sriracha. Okay. From now. <laughs> oh, that's our new name. Yeah. Or any kind of hot sauce I like to put yeah. on, but that is an incredible meal that yeah. you can heat up. And, for- and also Google, like, Plant-based meals, easy plant-based yeah. meals, quick, cheap. Like, it's all there. The information is all there. Yeah. It's so easy. You can find it on them on Instagram, Pinterest, yep. uh, YouTube, anywhere. Fastest yeah. way to lower my cholesterol. Um, so as we close up here, can you tell us some of your website links um, where people can find you? Yeah. Um, so Brandy McLaren, um, B-R-A-N-D-I, McLaren, M-A-C-L-A-R-E-N. Um, dot com and so that's got a split um, screen and half of it is music I'm in with my duo Pete Salas mm-hmm. and then the other half is fitness um, this year I'm launching a um, course basically for people to follow and help them with nutrition and I also do I'm I'm going more towards doing everything remotely I've been doing personal training for years and I'm like running around to people's houses and I love that and I've made amazing friends and seen people transform but I'm at the point where I want to just do that 
almost completely remotely. Um, so I'm putting a course together so that people don't need me right there. They can do the workouts. They can, I'm going to do a grocery store tour in that, um, but also offer like Skype sessions and phone calls and things like that. So that'll be coming this year. Awesome. And people will also be able to see you at our Music City Revival show that's going to be uh, coming really yeah. soon. And we'll be uh, giving more information about that. Yeah, so, I'll be hosting that. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to yeah. be the MC and performing. So awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us at Music City Revival and our conversation with Brandy McLaren about plant-based lifestyle. Feel free to go to our website, musiccityrevival.live, to see some links from some of the things we talked about today and check out more episodes.